0: I need to do a lot of more throatier. Yo! There we go. Welcome to another episode of the Where It Went podcast, where we are currently discussing the Revelation Records discography in chronological order. Jason.
1: Yo. What, what the fuck are we doing here today? Today we're talking about the Shades Apart LP, Seeing Things, their second release for Revelation Records, released in the year 1997. What Rev? Is this 57. Yeah. It's row 57. Sorry Uh,
0: about that. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep track in my head because rage was 56. Uh, And so, you know, when I edit these, I put a number on the episode and keep them all in a file. I have all the files from every episode that we've done so far. And for some reason around ignite area, I got a little uh, mixed up on the numbers. So I just want to keep them straight in my head. Um, before we get too deep into this, what do you say that we already get to the time where we. Yo, I got to shout real quick. Uh, yes, two days ago, I got a sit. I, I went to my post office box and I got three packages in the mail and I got a bunch of sick tapes. You know, I'm a tape collector. Uh, Dom from A389 Records sent me two tapes of his new bands uh, End Rain and. God, I, I honestly I don't remember the other band's name right now. So two two tapes from him. I got two tapes from Mineral, uh, the official emo band. I got "End Serenading" and "The Power of Failing," "Power Falling," "Power Failing." Which I always forget which Greg tipped me off to, and they look great, and they came with stickers and all that stuff. And then I got a couple of promos from the UK, a band called Untold Suffering. And uh, I don't remember the other band's name, but they were from the coming strife records and nuclear family records. Got all those packages, had them in a box in my car. And then my car got broken into and they Ooh. fucking took the box and all those tapes were in it. And I didn't even get to listen to any of them. And I'm like, and they also stole my iPod touch and that's all they took out of my car. And I'm like, You're taking all of this fucking archaic technology and these outdated mediums. Like, for what? For what? And it's
2: funny that it happened. Not funny. Sucks. But it happened the day, like, pretty much the day they said they
0: discontinued
2: the iPod. Because I thought
0: of you. Yes. It might have even been the same day. Yeah, dude. So that iPod Touch, I don't remember what generation it is, but... My wife got it for me on eBay for my birthday one year because everybody knows that I love to use the iPod in the car instead of my phone because there's stuff that, whatever. I, I, I just like it. I don't have to use Bluetooth. It's hardwired to the car. There's rare stuff on there. But so shout out to the fucking tweaker or whatever in Sketchminster, California, who's cruising around with um, mineral and UK hardcore cassettes. <laughs> What about you guys? You got anything to shout?
2: Um, I'll go. I, I don't want to get too deep or specific because I'll get upset and overwhelmed. But I just want to thank everybody going through some stuff. And uh, like always, the community has rallied around and um, it's appreciated more than you can imagine. I'll articulate better at another time. But... If you know me if you then you know what's going on and if you know me and you don't know what's going on feel free to hit me up but everything's going to be okay just wild times that's all
0: I'll say wild times indeed yeah, yeah.
1: that's what all I got you,
0: Jason? that it. was me bit of you and your fam Greg <laughs> up, bit of thank to, you uh, keep, the, keep keep bit the, the bit faith of, as said. bit of our, our uh, our discord for yeah, um, our Discord people, and yeah, um, you know, which is growing f- all the time, and there's more people joining yeah. it, and people who have been patrons for a while and then decided to jump into the Discord, and they discover that it's not overwhelming like some of the discords that I'm in. I'm in like no, four, it's four really,
2: discords. It's like the perfect amount of volume, I yeah. think. As long as you check it every day. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did laugh that somebody said, "Why do all the conversations end up?" Uh, Going back to either Madball or Morrissey. Yeah, <laughs> which true. Real quick, this I would normally save this for the outro, but I don't know if you're going to be there, Hov. So true. I figure I'll do it. The new Morrissey song that he played live the other night with because he has Alan White back and Buzz. No, Alan. And, what the fuck? Why can't yeah. he just have them both at the same time, I don't dude? Know, but it sounds good.
0: Well, w- welcome to the Where It Went podcast, where we <laughs> only talk about. Morrissey on tour. <laughs> it's got that we, jangle. We totally disregard his <laughs> uh, current political situation. Well, You know what? I think. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's, kick it. let's kick it. Can I kick it?
1: Chicken. Chicken. It, it.
2: So yeah, we're here today. This is, I'm stoked. We've got the entire Shades Apart band again, Ed, Kevin, Mark. Um, and then we also have Bill Stevenson and Stefan Edgerton. From, I'm not even going to say where from, and I'll just full disclosure come out now and say, you know, Black Flag, Descendants, all, that was my gateway into like everything. Um, wouldn't, you know, that's what got me into to punk and so it's just a complete honor. I'll totally fanboy out. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I figured I'll get it out of the way now. But we're here to talk about thank you for Sh-
0: listening.
2: Uh Shades Apart, Rev 57, seeing things. I guess my first question for Bill and Stefan was, how did you guys first um you know hear Shades Apart? And then, you know, you came to work with them on the save it record. If you want to talk a little bit about that too.
3: Mm dude you remember when we watched them practice oh my god that was nuts. ed's basement it was nuts In Ed, it was ed's basement right it's mom's basement it's mom's <laughs> yeah. basement. yeah technically I just, it was kind of like what the
4: hell just happened man? so there's you know there's, let's face it a lot of punk bands don't play that well and and you guys it was like wow
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that well so you know, Bill actually had a little bit of communication with them before I did, even. Which, which, if I'm remembering right, Bill, clarify this for me. But the, but like we had played with them somewhere, and they sent you a demo or the or or the first record, one or something like that.
4: I had I had a I had a couple other records, a couple one other or two other or i honestly can't remember neon right neon neon
5: there
6: you go neon. Right? And, oh. a, and
4: another one right
5: yeah we had a we the had wishing well one right yeah wishing well and then we also had a do danger records like an ep not sure if you've heard that one or not but but those it was weird though because
4: those when i listened to those it wasn't it didn't belie what i was going to see in ed's basement Right. I I don't know what I mean by that. Not good, not better or worse, just different. When I saw you guys playing in the room together, it was like, "Whoa, yay!"
5: We kind of talked about that. I remember, like, in the last interview, about how like the sound progressed a little bit. And when we were doing "Save It," which is when we first met these guys, we were just in more of like just an aggressive (laughs) stage of our lives or something, and it just was, yeah, especially coming off of compared to like Neon, it was a Pretty decent. It's, tired
4: of hearing. it's not good anymore. I, I love I yeah, love that. Yeah. That's that's uh, found a way out, right?
7: Yes. Yeah, oh, it's again, it's yeah. Tired of hearing.
4: It's not good anymore. Oh yeah. 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 That's so, Li- Livermore's favorite, is save it. He loves that more than anything in the world. Wait, we're not talking about save it, but they're both so I love it so much. It's all right.
3: But I, yeah, that but, does that does
4: but, sort but, of.
5: Remember that I thing?
3: Yeah. Uh, Nothing
5: funner than watching these two guys play drums to one of our songs. Yeah. Right? Which, is, which is actually, to say, we'll that's, that. sur- we'll that be that be that's surreal, surreal
4: to me. me. Absolutely normal. Yeah,
3: I've never to yeah, play yeah, every yeah, instrument. Whatever every the coolest thing.
4: Yeah. So I think,
5: <laughs> I think it was when we were kind of pr- We were me. at the studio, and I think we were just kind of rehearsing to, to record seeing things. I could have this completely wrong. But uh, remember, you guys used to have that separate little practice room that Abe, I think, built out at one time. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm.
7: that? Yeah, we're we in there still have
5: it. Still there. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the B room. <laughs> Stephen, well, Stephen it's, it's walks in. Well, it's a studio and, uh, now. Uh, walks in and sits down at Edge Drums and just starts ripping through, <laughs> like, <laughs> a like, lazy oh, yeah, version no, of, like, up. the entire first slide to save it. And we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we're just like, trying
3: to keep up for a while. That, that, was, that was pretty, pretty funny. cool. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So then, yeah, that sort of brings us up to, uh, hopefully we've answered your question, played you a few songs in the, in the, <laughs> you know, too. <laughs> were, were you to
2: guys aware of Revelation records at all? I know it's a little more, you know, on we, the were,
3: yeah, we were, yeah, we were aware. Um, we were aware, but I don't know that we, I don't know that we knew any bands or had played with any bands from from Revelation Records at that uh, at that time, I don't think so, Um, but we were totally aware of the label. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's God. They put out a lot of records, didn't they? Jeez. Yeah,
2: I think we're almost at two. I say we. I say we because we're doing the podcast.
3: We're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not with Rev, but there are almost two hundred releases. So that's yeah, crazy. That's so many. That's awesome. You know that they. Yeah, I mean they obviously had huge impact. You know, and there were. You know, at that time, there were, I don't know if you could call it like little scenes, but, you know, labels were still being really checked out label, you know, as a fan of punk rock or whatever music, probably, but punk rock, certainly there was like some interest in, you know, Oh, I like all the bands on these labels. And that, that had been true for a while. I mean, like, you know, I loved all the bands on SST, you know, or whatever, and somebody like sub pop and there were, you know, drive through, there's all these labels going on. And so I know that, that. Rev had a, a serious following. That's, that's how I, I remember sure. it. And I was, we were totally aware of them.
2: Actually, I think I saw a flyer that was all in quicksand. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We did shelter, play with quicksand and Maybe shelter. And shelter one
3: time. Yes, we did. Yeah. We played with both so of those bands. That's true. That's right. We did one show with those two bands. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I wish know, I could remember I mean, where, but we did. And
4: then like th- years, years, years later, I ended up, uh, I sometimes play in a band uh called only crime and aaron dahlbeck is in that band from uh, bane and converge and now from
2: revelation zone be well yeah he's got a record on revelation coming oh is be well on revelation as
1: well yeah yeah Uh, their newest release it's coming out soon is gonna be on rev actually
2: by the time this comes out it will have I think it came out the previous Friday because it comes yeah yeah
4: we I think we mastered it.
2: Oh nice we mastered it.
4: We didn't mix it or record it, but we mastered it. Yeah. Yeah. That, so uh, yeah. So it's kind of like, that was like a blast from the past when I started playing with Aaron, I was like, Oh, revelation records. Right. Shades apart. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, when, right. when I thought of revelation records, I just, I thought of shades apart. Like,
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so then for, the, the, only for one? the for the shades, for the shades guys, I remember too seeing uh, when, uh, everything sucks came out in the video for I'm the one. I think it's you, Bill, or is it Milo wearing the Shades Apart shirt? And I remember just thinking, like, oh, that's that's super cool. You know, that was like I had little-
4: one on because I had one on because it was it was yeah, that was a one I would always wear a lot. Yeah. I do- it doesn't fit me now,
3: but I still have one. I still have my green one that it doesn't fit me. My green <laughs> so- that
4: said the funniest thing we, we were talking on the tour whether i don't know if we were in the van or bus wherever we were not so long ago and someone was going to give us some shirts you know and and i go Stephen, what what size <laughs> shirt do you wear and, and he goes he goes extra medium <laughs> i was like yeah i get it extra i get medium. it like,
3: yeah i'm in between yeah it's yeah. kind of
4: like an xxl it's cause when you don't want to say large you know you say extra medium extra
6: medium yeah <laughs> So yeah. you guys you mentioned uh, everything sucks. I think what that was around the time we were getting ready, we were getting ready to record, seeing things, and maybe there was like kind of like demos happening for like Milo was maybe doing some stuff at that time, getting ready for that release. Is that do I have yeah. that right?
7: Yeah, that sounds about right. 96. I remember waking up in the studio one morning and uh, Jason was in there doing a mix or something and it was I'm the One. And I was like, that's not Chad's. Thing.
5: Yeah, I don't think it was really even known yeah, to yeah. us that they no, were going to put another record no. out. That's what right. I'm saying. We were there. Yeah, I, but we. I woke up, up on hearing it. this and I was like, I don't think. And then I remember hearing that. Vita Blue. I remember hearing that one.
7: Uh,
2: that's, it. Uh, it was
5: I was like, this that. is a good
7: song.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good um, song. And, and uh, well, and then blasting room, I wanted to talk a little bit about blasting room. Um, You know, it's well-documented and filmage and everything that you guys did. What I have still think is the most, the smartest thing you could ever do is when all were uh, with Interscope, you use that, you know, that capital to start the studio, which has to be like, I mean, in in the history of music, it's got to be one of the like the smartest decisions that's ever happened because you know the studio's still thriving and stuff. This was one of the earliest things done at Blasting Room, am I correct? Or I, I'd say it was in like the first,
4: definitely in the first thirty projects or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty much Stefan's idea to build the studio. He really. He really pushed for it and also kind of I think kind of made it happen. Uh his his father actually kind of was kind of like the construction foreman of us building it. You know, we kind of did most of the grunt work, but he sort of told us what to do. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
3: that's how it got built. Well, yeah, it we you know, we Bill and I had been Working on all kinds of records together, just you know, mostly helping friends. You know, people would go, uh, you know, we here's here's like people who are into engineering and producing who we relate to what they do, and so we were asked to do a lot of projects, and it seemed really logical for us to have a place. When we got out to Fort Collins, Bill found the the building that we're still in out there, and and uh, it was big enough, and it was like, dude, we can do this in here, <laughs> like you know. So so yeah, that's kind of how the how the blasting room came about. Yeah. And it's like, I said, it's one of the most iconic, I mean, it's
2: one of those places like with Brian and salad days or whatever, where I see blasting room and I'm like, okay, I know this is going to sound kick ass. Like whatever, whoever it is, I'll be like, it's done a blasting room. Like I'm going to be more prone to check it out. And it's just so cool. The the way, the way it, you know, came about and you guys just made a really great decision and uh, it's awesome. But uh so when did you start recording this then would you say it sounds like you guys probably started in 96
3: if you wonder, were here yeah, When would we have yeah I, w- I mean if, it, would it be would it be 96 is that is that sound about right be, I have be- a good
4: I have a good time marker for it Here's the time marker when we when we got back from uh from mixing everything sucks. And then, you know, we, we later on, we bought, we bought the, uh, the, the SSL. And then, cause I know Jason did the sort of the remixing of seeing things while you and I were on tour. So right. that, does that help it figure out when it yeah, is? Yeah.
3: So he, would, he didn't do that on the Mackie, did he? Well, we we probably recorded it. You have a dog now. Um, uh, Do you guys remember? Did, did we have a little tiny board a or a board second. that looks like the Starship I, I'm,
4: Enterprise? I I'm going to go get, get, I'm I'm go get, like, get the, the real
3: to real. Yeah, no, I'm almost sure we still had the Mackie, Bill. That seems familiar yeah. to me that we would have had the Mackie.
5: Yeah. I remember a lot of talk about an SSL, but I don't know if it was there yet.
3: It I might not have been there was. yet. Because I... You know what? The, the, you know what? The SSL showed up in 97. So when we, cause when
4: we I, came back from mixing, everything sucks and, and we learned how he does his thing, you know, the, the triggered ambience, you know, cause Jason, mm-hmm. Jason applied that to the shades apart record, you know? So we, we used a little bit of what we learned from Wallace on that record. Yeah. So whatever months those were. <laughs> Would that I, be I don't, Andy, I don't think Andy it Wallace? Yeah.
3: Andy Wallace, yeah. Because he did,
4: he did, he, did he mix He mixed Pumble? everything that... sucks.
3: He mixed everything sucks. Oh, he sucks. mixed everything sucks, that's yes. right. Yeah.
4: We we tried to learn every single thing we could from him, because he's always kind of been like our mixing hero, and he still is.
3: Still is, yeah. All <laughs> still these the years guy. later. Yeah, yeah, we we tried not to, you know, badger him with questions, but we did manage to, you know, we no, did, we badgered we did, him with did, questions. We kind of badgered him with questions. You maybe, can't but.
4: not do it. And now I know, like when people meet, you know, fans of the band, and they kind of they kind of barrage you, you know, and it's like because mm-hmm. we barrage Wallace, oh,
3: big time, <laughs> yeah, Circle of Life, yeah. I mean, it, he's it really he's was. like
2: one of the most well-known, you know. Well, mixers, plus, you know, sure. another
3: interesting thing about him, and and this does kind of spill over a little bit, is is that is that he was really giving with his knowledge, you know, that was, that was what was, you know, kind of maybe, and not egging Bill and I on, but it was certainly enabling it. Okay. Well, what yeah, we're yeah, talking he's about, like, I,
4: he's like, yeah, I'll tell you anything you want to know because you know, you're not, you're you with your ears and I'm me with my ears. <laughs> it's
3: like, yeah. yeah. And so he, he, he would walk us through whatever mic choices that he would make. He would tell us all kinds of tech stuff that was that, you know, he was very giving about that kind of stuff, which a lot of people are really closed about their, you know, no, I do this my way. and it's kind of my thing. It's my livelihood is at stake or whatever. He wasn't like that. He was really giving with his knowledge. And, uh, you know, I think Bill and I kind of learned from that. That was awesome you know, but and anyway, so one to, thing to, we to, learned is buy a fucking SSL. Sorry, about, sorry about <laughs> that. You know, um, no, that at the time that, that was kind of something, you know, we saw how he worked on the SSL and it taught us, you know, an incredible amount about mixing and, you know, in, in trying to piece together this time thing, I, I would swear that we tracked seeing things on the Mackie console, and that and he mixed it on
4: the, no.
3: Maybe, may I, you know, I think he mixed it. I think it was mixed on a Mackie console. I really do. Because, because Billy, if I'm right, we didn't, we came back from Europe and the SSL was installed. So that would have been 97. I have another timeline I, I just dude. thought of that might nail
4: it down as well. <laughs> Too bad. Uh,
2: oh, um, is that, wait, we, wait,
4: you guys don't know what month your own record was made in? <laughs> Surprisingly, Why are you making Stefan and I
6: fish around <laughs> 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 We're all dudes, man.
7: So, <laughs> we
4: did I
6: I a dot. I thought I had like a dot mix date on it or something. Uh, I just dug through real quick. I didn't see it in there.
3: Well, if it was mixed on a dat, then. All right, then,
6: Google, here we go.
3: Yeah, if if we if if it was mixed it's on, it's so it. funny when you
4: have to like Google your own song. I, there.
7: <laughs> I remember there was a time when there was like a, monitor, like a TV monitor and it said what W O T? No,
4: that's it. That's the SSL. That's the SSL.
3: Nice. But you know what though?
4: Is that doing recording or mixing.
3: I, I, I think, think it was, it was later, Billy. I think it was later. I actually think we did that on the on the. I'm almost sure that that we mixed that, that we that it was mixed on the on the Mackie because the SSL didn't come till later in '97. How
4: did he know about what? Is that what he, he knew about what when they
3: came back when, back when they came and did those back. those demo songs that for the songs that ended up on eyewitness, <laughs> That's, oh, that's when they awesome would have seen the demo. SSL that's a ripping demo with uh do you remember um, the flood no was that during the flood yeah was do you, the you don't
7: remember the flood during the demo thing
3: the cars were no. moving
7: down the street
3: Uh-oh. I was gone I was on tour oh wait no I wasn't no I know this flood yes it was, the, bad. Uh, it was bad that was a bad flood Do you remember that bill it was crazy town was like, it I mean was that happening by the studio or elsewhere the All of yeah. Fort Collins it was blasting down the street down Oak Street in front of my house, like I mean where
4: was oh wait, I remember now, I remember now,
3: where was I? I, I think we might have been on tour seriously, and that happened, and we came home to to that just right afterwards, and I was our, like, oh our, shit, the
4: cars weren't in the same spot our, they were when we left on tour that
3: kind of vibe, and I and I had a basement in my house, I was like, up, oh, there's all my shit down they're gone, you know, and I went yeah. in there, and somehow it managed, but but yes, we were on tour when that flood happened. You guys came out and did those demos with yeah. Jason in '97 while Bill and I were on tour. And so that Ed is probably when you saw the monitor, the the that weird screen thing with the green on it. Because is is probably that run and not, yeah, like not a, like, seeing things. It was like a palm tree. Or something <laughs> yeah because i spent a bunch of time yeah, i spent a, a bunch of time i know i when i was trying to mix seeing things right before we left on tour i know i was working on the mackie for sure and hey
4: wait hey was it what, what do we use do we use like a gibson on one side and and mark Strat on the other Strat side on the other? Glue? yeah
6: that sounds well, like a, this is when the, this is the first time we like got into the realm of using more than a uh, more than one style of guitar on a record. Yeah. So I had the I had the ES uh 330 guitar and I remember it was our first uh we were delving into like padding behind uh courses with 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 guitars. Yeah. I think there was like a maybe something with uh Andy Wallace like did you did you like had, oh you had just mixed with Andy Wallace and maybe you picked up some like some little uh, I don't know like tricks to try out I don't not know to do with does the that guitars. sound like it was around the same time
7: not to do with the
4: guitars huh?
3: yeah
6: it would have been guitars it would have been drums that we would have
3: learned stuff from I remember primarily. I
7: remember uh okay. Jason put me in one of the uh ISO rooms with a snare and a real fat drumstick, probably the kind you always use. But for me, it was like I had to use two hands, and he had me just it. beat it. And he he recorded that uh, close mic and then far mic, and then used that as the drum sample that I'm the be with it. With Steph Steph. The
4: augmentation, huh? He, he's talking about when we took that that kind of a fake Wallace ambient sample in the little passing room. If you like, if you go into Studio A from the from the door that's right by the front door of the building. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's passing way. And that was, he, that was the tone he used as like his Econo Wallace sample.
3: His Econo you know? Wallace thing, and right. So that's Ed hitting
7: that. Oh, that's cool to know.
3: Yeah, that's fun. Nice. And then, that's awesome.
7: And then, Kevin, for some reason, you and I were sleeping in that room because I think Mark was doing vocals in the other ISO booth. And then yeah. we woke up and the the, the sky peeling was them. showing.
5: <laughs> Somebody was peeling the roof off.
7: Yeah, oh, was, shit, really? There's these faces looking down at us. <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? Yeah. Hammers <laughs> and they looked at us and they didn't stop. They just <laughs> we were we were getting rained oh, on. I and, hate it when that but, happens. Yeah, no.
3: <laughs> roof debris. Uh, we uh guys had a new crazy. roof put on while,
7: we were, uh, we, were small, while we were in the
3: middle of tracking. Well, <laughs> well so, yeah, so anyway, to answer that question, I'm I'm almost positive I I know that I did some mixing on on the uh on the Mackie console. And then and I'm I'm almost positive it would have had to been the Mackie for Jason, too, because it was a while until we got the SSL.
2: I have a timeline to thing that might help, too, is uh, Rev, Revelation 50 was the sampler in flight program. And that says 97, but came out like,
3: you know, end of 96. And that end has fearless and oh, that has okay. fearless, okay. that has fearless on it. That sounds right because once 97 started up, you know, I mean we started we did our first shows surrounding everything sucks around the end of 96. And um like the whiskey shows, you know, there's a week of shows at the whiskey in yeah. 96, right? That's October of 96 and then 97 we were gone. We were just gone all of 97. And so, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that what happened there is that is that I attempted to, you know, we recorded the record, I don't remember how long we spent you know, making the record, these guys, you know, the, uh, Mark, Ed, um, uh, Kevin, you guys would know the best, Pro- maybe, you know, a couple weeks, it was like, two, it was, two. 15 15 weeks. Days. weeks 15 yeah. Days. That sounds right. And then, and then I attempted to mix it and I, you know, kind of got it up to one place or whatever. And then Jason decided to try at it. I, but I only mixed in a couple of days and then Jason remixed it over the span of a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and, and buried my mixes alive and sort of became, you know, that was really interesting thing about that record. And is that, is that like, this is where Jason Livermore, who is a fucking fantastic record mixer and just all around, dude, this is really where he found his footing because, you know, um, I hadn't done a spectacular job in the short time, you know, mixing the record uh and i won't had, agree with that well well no 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 i'm i mean i you know i have my, you know there's I, I mean that he had the time and impetus to re, to try to best my mixes and he managed to do so and that's totally fair that's legit you know uh, a lot of times people won't mix right after they've been working on a record cuz they're too close to it that could be there there could be lots of reasons for that and it happens all the time so it's fine but what's interesting about it is that is that that really was jason's first proper like from first proper mix and this is a guy that since then has mixed and mastered literally you know hundreds of incredible sounding records oh yeah so in a funny way seeing things is like his entrance into mixing and it, you know if you put it on now it holds up pretty good it still sounds good and we mix that fucking record on a Mackie console so don't screw with us. Mm-hmm. it definitely
2: it definitely <laughs> sounds good I, I mentioned in another it. uh talk we had that I was listening to something else from that same era. Um, And then, you know, Spotify popped on a song from Seeing Things and it was like, boom. Like it sounded so much, like, it didn't sound dated. It sounded so much fuller and just powerful. Present
3: and full. Yeah, Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that. One thing I really like about... The the stuff we were doing at the studio in that era was uh, I really liked how we were doing the guitars with uh, a lot of times we were using a Hughes and Kettner Red Box
2: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and they
4: have this this just overt real overt middle mid range just a kind of a smooth middle mid range in the guitars yeah. and it kind of makes them so they're just very audible and very loud even if they aren't that loud uh and it, it kind of makes the mix it kind of makes the mix overall sound mid-rangey because it's like hard to get around those those guitars but i like i like the way those guitars sound
3: a lot yeah for sure and and that's what we'd have been using then right bill i mean but yeah,
6: we yeah
4: definitely it's a red box you can hear it there's no question the yeah
6: box. and it's and you the lane from... with the laney play? guitar head too
3: was it? Wow, maybe. I mean, that those Laneys. You, Laney? guys, you
6: guys were kind of a, You guys were uh, kind of fans of the the like the graininess of the Laney also mixed in.
3: Well, the Laney. I amp, still have but, uh, it. I still,
6: I still right? have the Laney. Uh, it's a hundred watt head, yeah.
3: Laney hundred, yeah. Those are good. Those are good sounding amps. You know, kind of in the class of a JCM nine hundred. You know, a high gain modified martial sound, you know, and a good one. You know, EL uh EL 34, power tubes yeah. and just a you know, a good solid yeah. head. Yeah, those sound really good. Um, yeah, that sounds right. But you know, it's interesting, Bill. You're you're right. We did use Mark Stratt, which is a fucking wonderful guitar, and then and then something else. So Mark, are you saying you brought a some other guitar with you is that what happened I, I
6: did bring the gibson uh hollow body we didn't use it that much like maybe for a couple solos and for some feedback and for like some guitar pads i remember and so
3: it, you're saying it was your strat on both we, sides or was it your strat on one side and my les paul on the other i side?
6: think we used your one of your guitars for we're doubling too. Yeah. Right. So, I
3: think That's not right. that much. When you side to side. You, okay, yes, not, Ed, okay. one one guitar performance would have been on would have been panned left, one panned right. And then I think uh, that's what we did. And then, that's, you know, and, and right. so we would have used Mark Strat for sure. But I well, but then Mark,
4: Mark, you can remember was it orange or was it black? Was it sunburst
3: or was it black?
6: The other I the other it was guitar. a sunburst gotta yeah. remember
3: last Paul yeah that's yeah. the everything yeah. sucks guitar yeah that that guitar is is yeah it's been on a lot of records it's a, that's the everything sucks um uh it was used on cool to be you it was used on several rise against records my i think right. Puddle of mud used that guitar like it it was kind of like a blasting room you know it 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 whatever there was some some good um uh, synergy or something if you want to call that, between mojo between that guitar and some of the heads we had around there the jcm 900 you know and and that hughes mm-hmm. and kettner red box that that has a very certain sound and certainly that that is part of part of seeing things yeah that yeah. that makes perfect sense
6: actually. yeah we were like super excited to even use like different instruments and you Know, be able to have like that was like luxury for us to have like a full two weeks to kind of do stuff and like yeah, work with you did, guys. <laughs> like, did, that was did. the first uh, time we ever really used more than one guitar on anything. So, yeah, yeah,
4: because we did yeah.
3: save it in two days, the whole thing. Fuck, yeah, the <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Five total, is that what you're saying, Ed? Five total, but the okay. vocals, two, two recording, sorry to go back two to, to save it, but well, yeah, but you remember, Billy, remember we recorded Mark. He he said. Oh, and you guys should know yeah. this about Save It. If you didn't talk yeah. about this, Mark motherfucking sang that record top to bottom. He just sang the record. <laughs> yeah, mean, we, we, talk, we talked. We talked about the that. Tape. We didn't even start no. the tape. We were just like next, you know. And and <laughs> I didn't screen, know any better. And you know, but I'll t- And I, I will. And I well, will. That's I. I recorded at least some of the lead vocal stuff on, on Seeing Things, and I. And I can, I can totally remember a moment and Bill will relate to this and maybe even remember it that there, that like one of the songs we were doing, I, I tended to, you know, we would record, you just sing the whole song down. And then I'd listen back and start looking for anything It was like, ah, oh, maybe we want to fix this line or this word might, you know, you could probably get a better pass at. I don't remember which song it was for the life of me, but I do remember that there was one that I listened down scrutinizing and I was like, I can't find one Fucking mistake in this song. No. He just sang that motherfucker done in one pass and on to the next. It was, and Man. and I know the same thing happened and save it too. But in seeing things, we had more time in, you know, to invest in that stuff by by design. And sure enough, I mean, he just nailed that motherfucker. Save and I and that I've, were all that two way. times, two times, o- only a couple of times have I had that kind of experience where I went this guy is so fucking good. He can just do this one pass. That's nuts. I kind of remember with, uh, with it saving, you do two passes
5: and then you would just start comping it together. But it was like, boom, boom, comp, comp, come up next. Yeah. <laughs> do you let's go. Yeah. his voice was fried by the end of the day? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, know, I like I've...
4: that. I like that base. I like that base. You had to, I want to say it was a Mexican P. Hagstrom. And...
3: No, oh, did any... I
5: use the Hagstrom on save it?
3: No, or no,
4: no. It? no. I'm no. talking about on seeing things.
5: Yeah, I had a uh, a power jazz bass special, and
3: it's a Mexican yeah, jazz yeah, bass a Mexican special. Jay. Yeah, the white a one, right? The black headstock.
5: Yeah, and then, but I I don't remember if I did it on that record or after that, where I I basically like cracked the neck on purpose, sent it back to Fender, and then they sent us like a regular
3: like jazz maple neck, like a, and I put a different bridge on. I'm almost sure you used two. that same bass that that the. Um, the jazz bass special. It sounded good. That bass, really yeah, good. I like that. Really it's good. It's kind
5: of bass. A, it's kind of a unique sounding
3: bass. Yeah, had a certain high, a certain bright tanginess that was really enjoyable. Yeah, and I kind of like. Ed, did a- you Ed did you use did you use Jason's brown Yamaha kit on that record, or did you bring some drums? Uh, I, I don't remember that. I think I brought drums, but
7: uh, I think we commingled them okay okay that's
3: believable yeah with that, know, like, yeah that where.
4: tends to be the way like franken
2: frankenstein kit.
3: franken kit. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so was it a, um you know i know more there was more time allotted to seeing things but was it a conscious effort for the band to like like we talked about save it was just like you know all oh. just you know four on the floor and this one has some more like a little bit more groove, a little bit slower songs, which I actually really like. You know, I think sometimes when bands usually play fast and then they they slow it down, I, I it sometimes just sounds awkward. And I think you guys do it so well on this one. Like, I really, the slow songs have so much going on, the I, slower ones. Was it a conscious thing or were you just like? Yeah, if I could take this one, I feel like um
7: we had loved the Save It experience and then when we Found out we were going to go to Colorado to record and have more time. We really just doubled down on our practice time, and we were practicing every day and like we we felt like these are good songs, but we have to be ready to play them really well in the studio and get it done because the bar was higher, like we knew what you got what what the pr- production team could do, and I think we wanted to go into it prepared. And so, yeah, we had
5: all the songs kind of worked out. I don't remember, like, making any conscious decision to slow things down or anything like that. It just sort of, it just kind of comes out that way. I mean, and it's not really a slow record just compared to Save It. Right. It's slow. Well, I mean, I I put well, that record on for the last couple of days because it's not like I go around listening to... You know, seeing things. Yes, time. I wanted to kind of reacquaint myself. Extra I'm like, ringtone. Oh. Like, wow, you're that's seeing pretty, thing. Is pretty if you're quick. on Spotify.
2: It's just seeing thing. <laughs> seeing thing. The only <laughs> just one. one. <laughs> just
3: one. Like you I have. Well, you know, but if you consider, sure. if you consider though that you know where where they were headed on a. Uh, where the band was headed on a timeline. I mean, you know, it was a pretty, you know, they were progressing in writing every record, you know, every record was different. How deliberate that is, is anybody's guess? Because, you know, you, you know, with the bands like us at that time, recording records quickly, you know, even seeing things as a re is a quickly recorded record, um, you know, by any, by any, standards that most people might use where people spend months making records and you know we were still hauling ass we had it we had a, a thing to do but you know if you look at save it as being essentially a glorified live record which is kind of what it is you know um you know we had a little bit more time to sort of explore what we might do song to song as they were coming up but i mean these guys are just writing what they write in the moment and showing up and you know we're like okay let's dive in you know and and you just kind of make uh instinctual decisions you know in the moment when you hear them, you you know that's kind of how that sort of a production where you're trying to like blast out a a whole record and make something cool out of it in just a couple of weeks that's kind of what that is these guys were insanely rehearsed and so all we had to do really bill and i was to sort of help lock down as good a performance as we could and to and to you know offer anything we heard offer any suggestion that might be cool or might be shot down whatever i mean these guys like a
6: big part of it like a big part of it was was like we showed up with songs but you you guys always had the energy and like we would try to like keep up with you guys in a way like we would just like uh you know, we were fueled on by what you guys were trying to well, get us well, to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's one that's thing what was so great about the experience. Yeah. Bill,
7: Stefan, and Jason are all better drummers than I am. <laughs> so, that is not true. So <laughs> like I knew going in and, and it's I wrong. I, I welcomed the, the challenge of I've gotta hold my own in there. And one of the things about that I remember from that recording session was the like the the vibe, the environment. There was always people coming in like uh, Chad, John Snodgrass, Abe, the kid. Yeah. like There was always interesting people
2: coming in and out. And it just felt like this really creative atmosphere to be in. Did Chad do any backups on this? I noticed a lot of times the blasting room stuff back then he would do it. But I swear there's one part where I'm like, that sounds like Chad in the back, but.
3: Um, did he? I don't anything. remember I actually don't remember that, but it wouldn't be a surprise, right, Bill? I mean that would that could well I, I
4: I think all I all I remember I've been doing them, but I don't know. It
5: was yeah, me. I, it it was Ed, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so people don't
5: know that. One of the things I wanted to say about just um, you know, being, you know, how we thought we were so prepared going into the, you know, in this recording and being at the studio. Like no matter how prepared we were when we got there they always improved it because even if it was some subtle like we kind of learned um what's the word i'm looking for a lot like just protocol just, just the different parts of the song like how like the subtleties of how like just by muting you know like a, a bass sliding note like halfway through a verse and then like changing it up so it's more open you know just little tiny stuff i talked about this in the last interview about like just we learn how to record with these guys like properly, you know. Like you know, when you're singing backups, make sure you're ending your backups tightly, you know that kind of stuff. Just and so they they always added so detail, much to. I, I yeah. was going to talk about arrangements. There was always like some kind of arrangement suggestion that just elevated a, a song that we had that they gave. Yeah, like, that was yeah, that, and that
3: is Bill. That you know that is that's Bill to a T. Bill Bill always has like he can hear all the arrangement stuff that you just can't hear. And that's yeah. one of the cool things about working with other people in the first place is that, you know, you get a chance to, to you know, just get some other set of ears on it, hopefully one that you trust. And in this, you know, I mean, with Bill, the when bands would come to the blasting room back then, Bill was usually the guy watching for the arrangements and he always nails that part.
7: Mean, some of the things I remember failing. were like, like open the hi-hat here and then close it here. Like when the second verse starts, Get the hi hats shut and, and no like ambient.
5: Yeah, I mean, it sounds Humble like such noise. a simple it, it thing worked. now.
2: Yeah, it yet, sounds we couldn't though, figure though. it out at
5: the time. I was and gonna, gonna know, ask,
2: ride I was gonna
5: you ask know, Ed about uh, go, sorry.
4: Oh, no, I was just gonna say, you know, that stuff usually, you know, what goes around comes around because I distinctly remember working on drum arrangements for Mass Nerder and Problematic and. I can think of a couple songs like in particular where I was definitely like I'm in, I'm doing this like how Ed would do it. Absolutely. Uh, I'd say I'd say a lot of what's happening on that song refrain is is very very Ed Ed, Ed inspired. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I can hear that for and, sure.
4: And uh just like little things that probably nobody but me and Ed and Steph and and Jason would even know what it was. Yeah. But yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was really, I was really all the way back from, from Save It with you guys. I was really just kind of blown away at this this sort of like this kind of like forward moving momentum that you guys would get when you'd play. Like the yeah. like like um uh like trying to remember or, or or uh or uh uh found a way out or just so many of those ones where you guys are just pushing forward kind of in this persistent like yeah. persistent and strident
7: yeah awesome yeah you talk about moving forward there was like a a drum machine in the blasting room that had scared the straight. little rolling the little rolling drum machine yeah and yeah said yeah. scared straight on the top of it because that was like the click track <laughs> the
3: click track machine yeah, if i couldn't do it yes. you know
2: scared I was straight i forgot we
3: had that on there that's a kick-ass.
2: it's funny because ed you probably know this but You
4: can make Pro Tools click sound like that old drum machine, like Machu Picchu,
7: Machu Picchu. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one thing I remember is you guys told me to use the cowbell as a click track, which worked out great because it normally defaulted to like a real high-pitched stick clicking sound, and I couldn't discern. No, I always used
4: Machu Picchu. It's It was like...
7: Oh yeah, that's the one. And then I still I, use it to this day. I call
4: it Machu Picchu.
7: <laughs> Pic- but I remember the first day after after um tracking drums for seeing things, that cowbell went through my brain all night in my yes. sleep. It was yes. deafening.
3: I can believe that. Oh, that's brutal. Hey Mark, here's a question for you. So yeah, this yes. is a save it, save it rolls over into seeing things question if you'll remember during the during the the session in which you tracked the entirety of the vocals to save it which is just that's brutal like if if you're a singer you know how insane that is you had the worst headache you remember that oh you were like dude i'm nauseous my headache is so bad (laughs) by the end of that migraine migraine did you do did we do that again and, see, and seeing things
6: is that a headache oh, like, re, like revisit the migraine is that what you mean or yeah no. yeah like the migraine or or just the that... no i I, remember uh,
7: on, on seeing that, things. I do
6: i do remember that the headache yeah i do remember that now but no, think, seeing <laughs> things
7: seeing things you guys broke it up so that he was yeah. doing vocals a little bit at the end of
3: each day I right, think. right. We'd have had it spread out more. Yeah. Does anyone
5: remember? Pretty. Did we do seeing things like sort of one song at a time, or did we record? You know, like we did all, all the, the drums, drums, and then yeah. Okay. I think we would have probably gotten been, all the. It
4: would have been uh, like get the drums done and then start dividing the overdub days into like
3: yeah,
4: two thirds, two thirds guitar or bass, and then one third vocal in the evening.
3: Because totally. really I was the cadence shifts, yeah, we, yeah. And I we was fell done.
4: into that cadence really, really early on, and I still use that cadence. I like. I don't like to have people sing for more than like four hours. It's uh, just, it's too uh, too much. It's it bad things happen. They lose their voice. The sound quality of their voice degrades. Their psychology degrades. They get bored, and then that that stuff really shows up on the yeah. record. You can hear it if somebody's not stoked on it. Whereas if they're doing, it's like if you're doing, you know, rhythm guitar overdubs and you're bored, but as long as you play the part right, it's fine. But with vocals, (laughs) if you're bored, people can tell. Yeah, right,
3: right.
1: Did did you collaborate on the vocals at all with Bill and Stefan as producers? Were there any songs that they made a suggestion, Mark, that you remember?
6: Specifically, it might come to me. Uh... I think for harmony. I think harmonies. <laughs> but, I was going to say uh, the harmonies. Definitely you harmony. Just always part. have
4: everything dialed in. When yeah. We didn't have, have to tell you guys perfect before it. you show yeah. up.
6: Yeah. You guys are
4: like um, a perfect band.
6: Yeah. I do remember, I do remember, oh yeah, trying, trying to remember, I remember adding a vocal, like a tag at the end, and... It was either you, Bill, or Jason, like, like you're like really pushing like to go for like, like just lay into it as hard as possible.
4: Oh, like a ranch at the
6: dreaded. end. Like yes, a like yes. that's right. because yeah, yeah. the yeah. La- yes.
4: last always does that. The last always does that. He'll do like a, a tirade at the end.
6: To, it was a, yeah, it was, it was. Of the doors do that the doors always do that. Yeah, it yeah. was, <laughs> you can hear it for sure. Like, I, on kevin's recommendation i i I checked back in on the record just to hear the songs and to be honest i hadn't listened to them probably for 20 years but you know the uh that that stood out i said i can remember that i could you know i I could kind of feel it in my throat when i listened to it you know it was like there's a lot of like not the same's got yeah. a cool
5: ending like that where you kind of just riff on a not the same. Not. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad Your voice after, is just shredding.
2: after almost a hundred episodes we've done, we finally got someone to mention the last, uh, <laughs> the last, which was yeah, because yeah, which I, of course, learned about from yeah, Will and Stefan, uh, you know, and just uh, formative, so it formative. Full, comes full circle. Um, so when this was done and came out, so I know. Save It had, you know, Tainted Love was kind of like the the breakthrough track, you know, was on MTV a little bit, and the X Game CD, we talked about all that stuff, and then this comes out, uh, I'm assuming it came out, you know, we said in 97, I'm going to say probably came out spring, summer, something like that, did, who did you guys end up touring with on this, was this when you went with Far Side, or... Yeah,
3: but you it's guys went with us. Right? Yeah, we went with Descendants. 14, yeah, that's
2: yeah, we, right. We went on a
7: tour with a little band you might have heard of.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did it. We did a, a bit, a, you know, a pretty big one together, right? The whole uh, oh, it, it was, was so, so fun. fun. Uh, suicide Machines. Left. Suicide Machines. Yeah, with, with Suicide yeah. Machines too. Yeah, yeah, it was like about a
4: month. About yeah, like a month.
7: Yeah, it was from uh, South by Southwest to the end of April. Okay, really yeah, fun, that really, really fun. Makes... So after yeah, it came out, was yeah. this
2: the one? I'm assuming that got because the next record, Eyewitness, which you know we mentioned that you guys demoed. I didn't know that there was demos for that. I'd love to hear. Mm-hmm. Them. For like four um, songs,
3: right? Three, either three or four songs.
2: Did uh? Four songs. Right. That wasn't on Revelation. You guys went to I guess Universal, right? Were they? Mm-hmm. I guess they caught on to this record. I'm assuming was kind of what paved the way for that? Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so um oh. which song which song is it that's um that's on both? Second chances. I was just going to ask chances, about that. Second is, chances. Is, yeah, cuz so that, that's probably, you know, the second chances would have been the one that that like would have probably you, You know, if there had been singles, you know, in our world, singles weren't really much of a thing. I mean, maybe a little bit of attention might, you know, come your way, but that probably wouldn't be. No way, trying to remember only. Well, yeah, but I mean, but but, (laughs) but as far as, but clearly, as, you know, the label would have probably caught on to a song like Second Chances. That was a solid pop song. It was a great pop song. Oh, for sure. Did, so did, I was going to ask, I I had told these guys,
2: I want to do an episode on Eyewitness, like a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and talk about, you know, because they demoed with you guys, they ended up working with Lou Giordano, um, who's done a lot of records I also really um, enjoy, but was it, did the label say, oh, you should re-record this Second Chances song, or were you guys like, oh, maybe we can, because it's different, it's a little, it's like a different, it's not
5: as fast, right, am I, it's it's
2: slower.
6: slower, slower, yeah.
5: I sort of I feel like that was at the request of the label. I don't remember how, why we would have redone it. We, we might have been, Oh
6: no, yeah.
5: we might have been lazy. <laughs> we need, another, yeah, song. You guys we really need lazy. another song.
3: Yeah, lazy. Yeah. That's how I define you guys. We, we need another hey, go,
5: song. Going back to the songs that maybe like caught some people's ears. I kind of remember like at that time, was that when like Bush was a big band? Remember that? Were they yeah. kind of blown yeah, up back then? For sure. So we had, was it hiding place? I kind of remember yeah, the half kind, the of,
1: time kind one. Yes. of
5: kind of kind of latched on to that song as like thinking it could be that kind of turn it song, back around, I think. Yeah. 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 I love
2: those like the songs that slow it down. I think it adds such a nice, like it just the record Makes just the flows so better. great. Yeah. Well, but the slow songs are the slower, like you said, it's still not slow. It's not yeah. like uh, you know.
6: When I listened oh, back to it, I didn't realize how many songs we had that were in six eight. There's a lot of parts with yeah. six eight and there's full songs in six eight. Like, oh, that's
1: true. Yeah, not the same.
6: Happened.
5: Not yeah. the same. One yeah. of my favorites that we don't really play live, and it's like it's a six eight song.
6: We didn't have time for the extra two beats, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: We went too we trim fast. the fat, you're right. Fraud for the year. right over them. <laughs> well,
2: this is the twenty-five year anniversary, so you guys should do a it's a show where you oh. uh, play the whole record front to back. Oh, and then, time. And then, any
5: show would be nice too.
2: time. It's like, no, 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 no. It's 25 <laughs> years.
3: Yes. Yeah. You're old, Ed. Yep. Just like you the us. show. And then Ed's
2: just going to pass out after probably. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, a, <laughs> no, he's out. He's Ed, out. Ed
2: we lost yeah. him. It's um, it. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Cause like I said, I remember this one coming out and being really excited to hear it. And um, did not disappoint. The and cool thing about no-
5: these slow songs too is they're not. I don't think they're like sappy. They're like they're dark. They're kind of evil. No, they're sounding, heavy. You know, and they're it's heavy. Like, I love that.
2: Yeah, that's what I like too. They're 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 heavy. They got some groove. Get some, you know, headbang in, uh, and just and it's funny like the
5: slower songs. Like you could you talk to Stefan and Bill about this, but sometimes the slower songs like some of the other tones in a recording you can kind of like breathe a little more and it kind of just, it just adds to the production value. I think of a record. Yeah. As a whole. Or
3: certainly the broadness of a record. Yeah. You can, yeah. It gives you a different, yeah. It gives a different feel to, to things. Right? Definitely
4: kind of when elastic. you're, when you're playing at the typical punk rock tempos or punk rock, hardcore tempos, you know, the, that stuff, it's it, when you're mixing, it's sort of like you feel like you're trying to fit, uh, you know 10 cars into only seven parking spaces there's just not not quite enough room for everything when stuff's going fast
3: yeah absolutely so sometimes it's nice to have that you know that break of of being able to actually park the cars
1: <laughs>
7: Well, you, you, you fold the mirrors in yeah you fold the mirrors in
1: yeah yeah Find you get eight yeah so for every release we talk about the artwork This one looks like John LaCroix did the layout for it from Ten Yard Fight fame. I don't know if he was in-house at Revelation at the time, but do you remember anything about the artwork and the cover photo that you can tell us about?
7: We were good friends with John LaCroix. We stayed at his apartment.
1: Okay, nice.
7: Lots of times in Massachusetts. Um, And at one show the for whatever reason, my kick drum wouldn't stay in place. It kept going forward. And he came up and sat on stage with his back to the kick drum so we could do our set. And at that point I was like, this is a cool guy. Like and guy, we, yeah. we, we called him cinder block from there on out. <laughs> or sandbag.
4: Yeah.
2: And, uh, <laughs>
7: yeah.
2: And uh, the layout is interesting too. Cause the CD, cause I didn't have the vinyl until the last couple of years. I was familiar with the CD is like, doesn't have, you know, it's not this whole thing. It's just like, I think Jason, you have the CD on your yeah, right I do.
1: Because right it doesn't the full have full cover photo of the spider here.
2: Yeah, so it's like this. Yeah, it's kind of different. And also, <laughs> I somehow even yeah. though I played the record, I or forgot Bonny that I have yeah. a. I came with a. I have a sticker was in my copy. Lucky, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real, it's like getting the prize in the cereal box. Yeah. Um,
5: so I found out, out in the last couple of days that I don't even own a vinyl copy of Seeing Things. I went looking for oh, it. Oh, wow.
2: Oh, really? It's hard to find now. <laughs> Rev needs to repress it. That um, thing probably could. Oh, yeah. you know what I want to
7: say? One Ooh. thing about that album, oh, uh, nice. Seeing Things, do you guys remember uh, Jordan from Revelation flew out with John Nutcher to come just hang out with us while we were making the record? Do you guys do remember, you
5: remember
7: that? that? A little bit, yeah. And that was remember. the first ex- like experience we yeah. ever had with a record company.
5: <laughs> Like a caring, label guy coming out, like, like caring recording. about the recording. Well, he Jordan Let's loves. let see how they're spending
2: out. our money. He's told us he loves this record. Like Did it's he? one of his favorites that that's on Revelation. Like it was loves. just such a positive experience. Like the environment
7: of the blasting room was just so creative. All kinds of interesting people coming in and going I out. I forgot those guys came out. Yeah, I I've forgotten about that. That's I do have one question though. Um. there's that furniture place next door. Yeah. I've never seen a customer in there. Is that just money laundering? <laughs> no, no. A lot of people, okay, when
4: college would come in, she would, you know, rent people. She would furnish their little college apartments for the college I,
7: semester. I, I spent a lot of time in that bathroom and I never saw one customer yeah, no she,
4: no, she she did really well. She retired yeah. about she retired about five years ago, and actually, we bought the building, so we own the building now. Uh, and and do you have to money uh, launder for the Mexican
7: cartels? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no no there was no money laundering going on. No, no. <laughs> Remember, there was a shower. There was a shower back there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: for, for yeah. those who are not in the know, that was lucky. what Ed's kind of referring to is like the, the last thing to share space with another business to the right. Thank you, yes. Kevin. That yeah. yeah. we can never Kevin, identify.
2: Kevin, can you
7: this. walk the audience through this?
2: I think I'm doing that right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm visualizing it. Yeah. I also wanted to add another little Blasting Room connection is we uh, did a live Instagram last year talking with Joe from Rise Against, who said that this is one of his favorite uh, Revelation releases as well.
3: Um, so there's a little- Oh, that's awesome. Tie, tie it up in a bow. Oh. Oh, that's um, that's awesome. And that and makes sense. And it makes when, sense that he would love Shades Apart. He's, you know, when
4: Joe When Joe sense. and I are when Joe and I are doing backing vocals on Rise Against Records, one of the one of the things he'll say to me, he'll go, he'll go, he'll go, I got a good I got because you know he he only sings Joe in their band he'll only sing backing vocals that don't have words. So O's, ahs, woes, whatever it is, or Hayes, he won't sing. You know a, a conventional backing vocal you know the other guys do those right or sometimes i do them or whatever but so he'll he'll come in and i'll go i got a good shades apart whoa for that for this one song and you know,
3: <laughs> that's good that's
4: the that's like the criteria is if he gets one that's really good you know he, he'll call it a shades apart whoa yeah <laughs>
3: That's
2: awesome. That has um, got to be cool for you guys. I mean, for the Shades of Park guys, like just hearing, oh, you know, totally the, the amount yeah, of nice. the amount of reverence that so many people have for this band um and people like you said that you it, looked up to. It's cool. You know, cool. in
4: fact, I can think of I can think of three different, you know how you have your working titles, right? For songs working with Joe, I can think of and I don't even think Joe wrote them all. I think Tim wrote a couple of them, but or Zach, I mean, whoever. But I can think of three different times on an album where one of the one of the 15 ideas that was being developed was called "Shades Apart Jammer" or "Shades Jammer." Yeah, because they always call their song whatever jammer, like it, you know, it could be Motorhead Jammer or whatever. I want to hear be. the
5: Shades Apart Jammer. I want to hear that one.
4: No, I'm saying there's like three of them. There's three of them, and they there's, became songs. Yeah. I could, point, I could point you guys toward him. If I sent you the actual finished songs, you would go, whoa! Yeah, I totally hear it. <laughs> yeah. That's a shade's <laughs> part, <James. laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I
4: definitely <laughs> so want to hear that. You would.
2: You would, you would say awesome. that. One more question I had before we uh, get to the hot tracks. Um, were there more songs recorded at this session than what's on here? Any covers? Oh,
6: yeah, that was the... 20 uh, eyes. Misfits? We, we was got the, the Misfits? 20 eyes the same. Same session. That was a good vocal uh, group vocal uh, backup. Don't forget for your jelly. We I forgot that, uh, about that. Jason, uh, was Jason, Jason, Jason was in the there. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we did Twenty Eyes and we were doing like a misfits, uh, you know, group vocal along with everything. You know, it was it was special. <laughs> we had a moment in there in the, in the We booth. had
7: we had spent twenty hours in the band, right, Non-stop, driving. From Jersey Warp Tour to Fort Collins. And I feel like.
6: Yeah, we headed right in, out. Yep.
7: In that van, we wrote half the lyrics for that album. And also, Absolutely. We, we went into some grocery stores and had some experiences where somebody yelled, Don't forget your jelly.
4: <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, ja- and, and then the Jason
7: road. yelled that at yeah. the end of uh,
2: 20 hours Don't forget your jelly. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> So one of the things we we do, we
6: have to um, knock that out really quick because Caroline wanted to, I don't know, sooner than later when we were recording, we had to finish that one up kind of before we finished the other songs, like before we finished the record. Oh, for that tribute, for the Misfits tribute.
2: Ah, yeah. uh. Hmm. So do you guys, is there, before we get to the hot tracks, is there anything else we think we forgot before we just talk about our favorite songs real quick? Any other anecdotes? Anything you want to add?
7: There was a laundromat
2: uh,
6: next door. Right? Uh, Is that on. still oh,
2: there? It's a,
7: store, it's a coffee shop
4: now.
6: It's uh, a I coffee
4: shop now, yeah. Wait.
6: I can't do it. I remember all the... There was kind of a hierarchy of uh, food, uh, you know, places you would go to get food for the studio. And I remember there was... Big ass sandwich and big ass uh, big ass
4: sandwich <laughs> and <laughs> blackjack pizza. Like because, yeah, that's too. a blackjack Black pizza. pizza.
6: Blackjack pizza, yes.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Good, good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I had blackjack pizza a couple days ago. I had, really? And then how's wow. the Still coffee how's the coffee shop
2: that's there? How's the coffee shop?
4: Uh, I've not been in there yet. It, it's weird because they, they serve it. I I don't get I don't get places now. Their their food offering is all these different like highfalutin peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't know if they're fried or <laughs> fancy or whatever, but it's like, come on, can't can
3: I Artisan just get, peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Artisan peanut butter, yes. I I,
3: I, I would feel like,
7: I would feel like a solid business model would be to open a coffee shop next to where next. the descendants we well, the like, very, I, will say,
3: I will say, <laughs> you, you you, know, as far as the in-house coffee at the blasting room is unparalleled. So, I mean, there, you wouldn't have much reason yeah, we've that.
4: upped Yeah, we've upped our coffee game a lot now. It, hey, there's nuts. a brewery right next door to the studio now. Oh, murder, so on really? one side, there's the coffee shop, and on the other side, there's
3: a brewery. Like where I'm there on my was waiting. a house before? Like yeah. where there was a house on the other side yeah. of the river deal? Wow. Yeah, right
4: on across the the creek. In fact, if
3: I if I laid a plank
4: like a two by, I could across get across that creek like a <laughs> like a fifteen foot two by twelve. I could walk and I'd be I'd be in the brewery's patio.
5: I would That's feel a, like a, a side have, door that led so out to the tiki bar. At one point, is that right? Do you remember that in the backyard? And then there was that yeah, crease. the side door. I'm saying people are people are
4: drinking craft beer about. 22 feet from that side door.
6: <laughs> it's kind of uh, awesome.
3: I mean, so so that that it worked out The vocal babe. booth came out?
6: Like, did you come out of the vocal booth into the patio or no? Was that like out of the... No, no. Oh, oh, you have was to in go through front.
4: where like the t-shirt printing was t-shirt and
2: all
5: the oh, office okay, stuff. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, yeah. you guys to to We
4: have
5: four studios now.
3: You have to make another
5: records, what we need to do.
3: There you go. Absolutely. You should, the la- oh, you I was should ask go there the, and make the, a record. The, 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 last record the last record's great. Nearly killed. The last me. record. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, well, I just had a conversation with uh, James Sapocinos. Um we were just <laughs>
2: Oh, the, know, we, the new gear, the podcast. Yeah, yeah his podcast. Yeah, him yeah. and I had a,
3: nerd, a gear nerd podcast thing a, you know, a week or two ago. And we were we, we were talking about that stuff because, you know, he said that he'd, he'd helped you out with some right stuff to make your record. Yeah,
5: he helped gear us up for that record a little bit. Yeah. James has been
3: great to us over the years. He's, He's a great uh, guy. So Microphones. Microphones,
2: too. Microphones.
5: Yes, <laughs> microphones. Pair of wedges. Good dudes. In the basement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And what did
2: you guys think of that? The Last Shades Apart record sounds. uh, Jason, I think, mixed it, right? You said Kevin. Oh, did he mix it? Yeah,
5: he did. It was kind of a unique situation. We weren't really able to travel, so like, we recorded it at our homes, you know, with the barest of equipment. And uh, Jason was able to turn it into something that was listenable. You know, it sounded great. You know, we were psyched. You know, given what we gave him to start with, it turned into a pretty awesome sounding record. I
7: remember early on Bill and Stefan you told us that um, you guys complement each other production wise but Jason knew what both of you guys know do you remember that that sounds that sounds about right like he right. he had been nurtured and cultivated and inculcated with everything you guys
3: both knew and I literally dude. taught him everything that that I had figured out so far because you know Bill and yeah, I. He Jason
4: Livermore has a, a really high aptitude. There's not, there's not a, a a better way to say it. He's got a very high aptitude. So yeah yeah he knows everything we know. He also knows everything Mark Trombino knows and Steve Albini <laughs> and Wallace and everybody yep. else.
7: Yeah. And I I remember you told us that before we came out to do seeing things and so when when this new guy we didn't know jason was doing a lot of the chores and the um activities to make the record we were like yeah this guy knows what he's doing
3: yeah
5: absolutely I like, no problem
7: with this mm-hmm. absolutely like, we, we we were comfortable right away
5: yeah mm-hmm. for sure that guy's such a good dude so it's hard not to be comfortable yeah. I
7: mean, one complaint I had after I was done with the drums, he would tease me about how uh, weak I was, and he made me do push ups to the uh, scared. Straight, a, uh, totally believable. Yeah, that sounds totally unbelievable. Yeah. Was that back
5: scarce, when he was way like, into the uh, CrossFit or something? It was before.
3: It was before. It was that. before CrossFit. Yeah. He's, that, that's, when he gets yeah. into
5: something, I'm guessing he goes
3: all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, so. he, we had
5: push
2: up competitions for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> <so> funny. <laughs> Totally
3: believe that. All right.
2: But so it was fun. Now I want some coffee though, after we're talking about, but I can't, I can't have it this late or I won't be able to get up in the morning.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right. But well, I do, just
2: I, I do just have my. Coffee. Yeah. I, I do have my morning coffee every day. in One of my many descendants mugs. So you guys nice, are always there in, nice. in we, spirit. Enjoy some coffee with us in the morning. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> and have you had, um, Dahlbeck's coffee yet? The Essex coffee. We actually, uh, did some um
3: uh, i have had it he brought some and i actually the, the other just the other day I, I was folding laundry and i'm like here's my sx shirt i still i actually have uh, uh it my it's not an extra medium enough for me in my current state but it but it <laughs> it yeah, is man. in fact um yeah good like, coffee yeah it was good yeah. it was good it didn't last long yeah, cool. very good no same i went
2: through it pretty yeah. fast so one of the things we do on here is uh, we do a thing called Hot Tracks where we just ask, you know, the, uh, us as hosts and any of the guests uh, their, their you know, favorite track on the album. I feel like we already know Bills. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we ask it can be for any reason for the band. It could be, you know, the lyrics, the writing, whatever the memories you have recording. But it's always a fun way to kind of just end off. Uh, and talk about our favorite songs. So I think I want to go with Ed. Why don't you go 1st put you on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. The
7: obvious choice for me would be Second Chances. But I'm not going with that. I'm going with Behind Ooh, the Wheel. tricky. Behind the Wheel. Yeah, it was just a really different song for us, and it had like these reggae beats and all this rock stuff and great vocal hooks and i just felt like this is this is a really fun song mark, and, it kind of, and it was like a narrative like we were getting in i think at that point we were starting to think of the lyrics as stories narratives
2: and that one told a story of some sort i was going to ask mark about the lyrics for that song was there anything that was that like a real experience you had, or
6: I feel like at that at that point in time when we were writing songs, a lot of times the lyric would be built around maybe the hook itself. Like a hook would kind of come out organically just when we were write, like writing, and I think behind the wheel was kind of like okay let's build the around right that. Amount I of, think the right that. amount of syllables or whatever. I think so. And then I feel like Ed kind of built the story off of that.
2: Like I could picture, Oh, they're like your a, lyrics. End.
7: Well, yes. I mean, all of our lyrics were group stuff. We, we okay. always collaborated, but uh, what I remember picturing was like a James Dean movie.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I like remember a, that.
7: And, and it would, it just all came together and it was fun, but I, I, so I would pick that one. And then I would, pick fearless and i would have no explanation for that
5: hey greg i was (laughs) listening to behind wheel on my most recent listen and like i don't know i just get kind of listen to it a different way now than i probably did back then and i was really focusing on the words so like it kind of had like i was just thinking i wonder if this means the same thing to me as it does to ed you know who wrote it and or mark and and so like you as a third party like what does that mean? What's that song mean to you? Like I, I, don't I, know d- like. I just thought like it,
2: it definitely like tells a story. Like Ed said, like it's just like, but I thought it was almost about someone getting into like an accident or something.
7: Yeah, it was about some, I guess, somebody who made some mistakes, and you were trying to forgive or you know move through it the way you would talk to a friend who really
2: messed up. Right, yeah. but it's, so it's I, a I, great song. Yeah. Who's
5: next? Yeah, yeah, you, Kev. Yeah, hey, you can go next, Kevin. Me? Um, so, like, on every record, you record a bunch of songs, and then when you play live, I don't know, at least with us, we seem to stick with the same handful of songs off that record. So, there, like, any record we play out live is one that I, I happen to really like, so I'm going to stay away from those for a second and pick a song that's not when we play live, that when I listened to it, when I heard it today, I was like, oh, this is a cool song. And I mentioned it before, Is it's not the same. I think it's just a cool like six eight song that kind of catches you off guard and just like, uh, in fact, this whole record I think has these really cool like middle sections that are just just draw you in and 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 the guitar parts are just even if they're not like ripping solos are just the 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 melody of the guitar parts are just so cool and 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 not the same as one of those for me and at the end it's just kind of furious you know vocally and guitar it's just great.
7: And I think that goes back to what we learned from uh, Stefan and Bill about arrangement. Like when you get to your middle section, it's got to be busy and hooky. It can't just be, you're lazy taking a rest waiting for the third verse. Like the the middle section had to carry its weight. And I think that's something we learned from descendants and all.
5: I mean, that song has got some insane sounding like um, harmonic guitar part. That just sounds so cool and evil. It's just, it's pretty unique. Yeah. There's noise. Yeah, that's my
2: pick, Jason. Oh. I
1: want, I want oh. Jason to go next. Second chances. It's just super yeah. catchy. The guitar line super catchy, and then like you were talking about in the middle, it's got all of that just like crazy guitar work that's very shades apart-esque and super cool. That's my hot track.
2: And then did do, I wonder if we did guess bills right? I'm I'm assuming it's trying to remember.
1: Oh I yeah, uh,
4: yeah. I, every time I want to. Show shades apart to someone. If I if I just play them, if I just get them through the first chorus of that, they're a fan. That or or found a way out. But I know found a way out's on the other record. But yeah, yeah, trying to remember's the one I always. I love the ending. To that like song. I was just playing it for my son, uh, not too long ago, and I just if I. If they can stay with me through the course, then it's like yeah, yeah. What's the name of that band again? I'm gonna I'm gonna check them out. You know that kind of thing.
3: <laughs> uh, and then um, a, I'd be a trying to remember man. If you were asking me, that that's my. Favorite. All right. Yeah. Okay. On that record, that was yeah, that was the one. It's I loved
2: so it. high energy, like it's it's so just, gnarly.
3: Yeah, yeah. That
2: it it it's super tight, and that was gonna be my choice. But um, this morning I was no, mulling no it over. copies. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was mulling it over and I'm going to, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to say, I love getting over it. I love that. Like, it's like, uh, I mean, everything is on point. The backup Kevin's backup vocals. I love. Um, And I love the, like the middle, like you talked about, all of a sudden it breaks into this like early police type, you know, part just real quick. And then, Goes back to full throttle. Um, All right, I'm gonna
7: I'm gonna change my vote now. Um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go with you because that was like a really magical pairing of police and descendants. Yes, it and literally which- just
2: sounds like. The Descendants and, like, one of the first two police records. Yeah,
5: yeah. I think Mark's got a blatant, like, police vocal, like, the, know, rip-off. Yeah, it's, like, perfect.
7: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: genius. And, I love wait. it.
7: Yes. When we did it live, he used to go into the
2: um Bob Marley. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever so That's that was. That's my hot track. And then finally, Mark. Ah, yeah.
6: oh, man. I, I think I'm... So I'm gonna go back to second chances again just because I have to include a six eight part in my choice because there's a lot of good ones on there. But I just feel like when I hear that song it it just reminds me of that time of recording and just the the whole I remember when we put the song together, I felt like we had something pretty special. So I just I really you know, along with the influence of the descendants, I feel hey, like that I'm going to give like, you,
4: I'm going to give you a, I'm going to throw a wrench into this. Uh-oh. Mark, do you remember that when you guys started...
6: I know what you're going to say, I think.
4: Second Chances wasn't called Second Chances. That's you right, it was whole, called... Oh, wow. Oh, another lyric.
6: It wow, was... Another, another lyric. It was called... We, I think we had a working like, about, she's like he's got has got a new friend or something like Yeah, he's got a new friend.
4: Yeah, yeah.
6: And you were not a fan of that. I think I remember you saying that it was kinda like, wait, well, I don't Dude, know, gone, man. man. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's I don't know if that's where you want to go with this one.
4: Is that right? Yeah, I I I thought <laughs> the lyrics needed to be improved, yes. Yes. You <laughs> Some if I heard
5: somebody else <laughs> tell that story, I'd be like, "No, that's completely false." <laughs> I remember that at all. I remember that. Yeah. No,
4: no. I mean, I can say I believe it. The demo. I have the demo. <laughs> Ooh.
2: So I definitely we ha- we had to hear these eyewitness demos. You should like uh put them on Bandcamp for sale or something. But um I guess we'll we'll wrap up the shades apart. What's what's uh. What's the future? I know you had the the album. It's now almost two years old, um, and I know Ed, you had an injury. Are you are you back playing drums now? No, not yet.
7: Okay. But I hope to be. I think I probably could.
4: Ed, what happened to you? Nobody told me. Uh, I I had a back
7: laminectomy. Whoa. So. And. And a well, a broken ankle, but. <laughs> How did you do that? We've had
5: some broken bones. Simultaneously, yeah. Mark, didn't you dislocate an elbow at some point during this two-year? Yeah,
6: yeah. I I started the the trend. I think with my elbow (laughs) broken. Broken a uh, and dislocated elbow. Yeah. We we need to get and back to a major
5: t- label so that
6: we can get health insurance. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we uh we put this record out. We haven't even played a show to support the record. I know. Either. I want to hear
2: some of those songs live. You know, it's uh, been COVID and then little, the vaccine came out, and then little I think thing called the card broke his yeah bar. We'll get a hell-minded records showcase, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then of course I I have to ask. Bill and Stefan, if you're, of course, at liberty to say, what's up with the uh, what's in, uh, going on in Descendants world? Um, we have we have a bunch of stuff recorded,
4: but we're still some of us are laggards when it comes to finishing their songs, and that would be me. So, I mean, we have a lot of stuff recorded, but I I'm always the guy who never finishes their songs. So, yeah
3: in the meantime i wrote like 10 more so you know nice (laughs) no but anyway we we are in the middle of just recording you know recording stuff and kind of writing you know everybody kind of getting all their stuff thrown into the pot so to speak but you know there's there's been a lot of momentum with what we have already got written we've we've made a lot of progress with it
2: and i saw stefan uh our mutual friend rich shared that it was the anniversary of your solo uh, Yeah, solo record. record, Which Mark, you sang a a song on. Mark sang and Kevin.
3: Kevin was on it too. Yeah, I kind of bullied my way onto that one. Oh, that was good. It was good. I, you know, it it. worked out great. Because I'll say that you know, I mean, I I think one of the first really positive experiences I'd ever had with like harmony vocals was recording Kevin doing them because most of the time, in the in the bands that that I've been around and and had recorded harmonies were you know not there there usually wasn't a clearly like excellent harmonizer now carl is a really good harmonizer as it turns out so there's that but but on the whole a lot of bands i'd recorded didn't have great harmony vocal you know somebody really good doing it and so when when bill and i were doing save it it was like Fuck, this guy's really good at this. This is gnarly. And it, and it was, I, I learned a lot about harmonies because I think I was somewhat resistant to harmony in a funny way before <laughs> that because I, you know, there had been some, um, you know, I'd recorded some bands that it didn't work out so well. So, so that, you know, that was an interesting, that was an interesting thing. So Kevin, when you, when you were like, hey, I want to sing backing vocals on, I was like, hell yeah, please do, you know? Yeah, I, I was think, telling I Kevin this had week
2: to... uh, how much I love the backing, your his backing vocals. And, oh yeah. I mean, especially awesome. on, on this album, they're just like, and, and on the newest stuff too but.
3: incredibly fortuitous to have you know these kind of different you know Mark's voice is a little bit lower. Kevin can hit the high notes. I mean it's it's bitching it's yeah
5: That's, it. I remember oh, recording gosh. that I was uh working a job you know my regular job now and I, I like left at lunch drove to Chris Pierce's house in his basement studio <laughs> like sang for like an hour. And then had to run back and get back to work at like, you know, whatever,
3: two o'clock in the afternoon. You nailed it. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah, that that was a that was a fun thing. That just, you know, when when we weren't real bill and, you know, descendants and all weren't touring really then. And I was just kind of languishing here, like just running a studio. I didn't have any. You know, it didn't have any music thing going. um You know, that record sort of kept me sane during that time, and so it was really a lot of fun. You know, to
2: make yeah, that. people should definitely check it out. Super cool. Yes, yeah, it, it was. Um, I, it was neat to see that it was like yeah, was 12, it, twelve years, twelve years, years ago.
3: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's been that long.
2: Yeah, I, I
5: enjoy I enjoy uh, singing the backup stuff, but it's like when I listen to these old some of these old records, like I did today, there's still a couple parts where I'm like, ooh, that's a little. <laughs> A little sour for me, maybe. You know, like, I don't know if
3: anyone else would hear it, but to me, I'm like, mm, no, you, you know, it's interesting, though. You're, 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 you're self, self policing. Like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're off, you're, you, you yeah. have a good, you have a good ear for it. That's, that's awesome. Well, when you sing
5: with a guy like Mark, you have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
6: Knock it off. Knock it off.
3: It's true. <laughs> well, it's just,
2: it's, it's facts, so facts, facts cool. man. You know, it's so cool. It shades apart. You know, you guys are a trio, which is just, and just such a just a powerful sound and the same lineup through all these years. Um, and you can just really tell because you guys the, the, the chemistry is like mm-hmm. unparalleled. like it's just um it's awesome as a fan um and we're just thankful for all you guys coming on and, and uh, talking about this record. Happy um, that's be all I got. glad to uh, glad
5: to be part of it. Oh Jason glad yeah. to be part, so to be part right. of it now. I so oh, well, was just going to thank you, Tom, man.
1: I was yeah. going to ask if someone wants to record the blasting room, they can go to the website and get a quote. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll
4: link. It'll link right to me, and I'll and I'll walk them through it.
5: Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, one more other blasting room. Um, I guess news is the documentary out yet? Oh yeah. The
4: movie. Oh, is there a movie coming out. It's oh. not out yet, but I I think they're getting pretty close to being finished with it. Nice. Okay, so I don't really know much about it. This, the same thing with filmage with the Descendants movie. Those guys, they just kind of did it and and it came out well. And that the Blast Room Doc too, we haven't been very hands-on with it. I don't know anything about making movies.
1: <laughs> and I have to echo what Greg said when the podcast started that Descendants was the first band that got me truly solidified into loving punk through santa cruz video called speed freaks and the song Coolidge.
2: i never felt more connected to something than you know just being a a nerdy kid in the living in the suburbs um descendants was life-changing for me so it's this has been an
3: absolute honor um
2: to be able to talk about this
3: stuff so no, we're glad to be part of it. We are glad, you know, we were we were lucky to be to you know get to work on this on this stuff with these guys. Both of those records and you know and beyond. So it's great toured together. Everything. We're glad yeah. to be. Part we of look it. forward to hearing stuff
2: from all parties. That's right. More shade stuff, shade shows. Descendant stuff, descendant shows. Wouldn't mind an all record. we Would be stoked on that too. Yeah. Um, only crime. So, you know, yeah, Bill. What's up? I'm coming.
3: That? By the way,
2: <laughs> what's up to Dahlbeck? Hopefully he's listening.
3: Yeah.
5: Thanks, Greg. Yeah. So, cool. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Well, thank you, guys. All right. Take care. So great Bye. to Bye.
6: see and talk to you guys again, man. Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah. All, good you, guys. To see all of you guys. Appreciate it.
3: That's great. Really real, much appreciated,
5: in, you guys. In real life. Thank you. Man, for
3: sure.
4: Yeah. This has been my pleasure. I, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. You guys were, you guys were and still are just a very, important piece of the my uh, puzzle of my puzzle piece of my life my musical influences and so forth
6: yeah same Same. we can't say enough about the uh the senate influence for sure you guys absolutely sounds good
3: all right right. you guys all take care and thank you all to see each other in real life soon yeah Take Take care. care. See you, Steph. See you you guys.
7: See you guys. Bye.
3: Take care. See you, Live
2: long and prosper. All right. Thanks, guys.
4: See you. No, I don't want a recording in progress. Wait, did you just hit record or
2: did... Jason, did you hit record? Oh, there you go.
0: (laughs) What's up, everybody? And this means you. Listen, that was a great episode. And um, there's more to it. But only if you're a patron. So go to www.whereitwentpodcast.com. There's some information there that'll lead you to our Patreon, and if you become a Patreon supporter, then at the end of this episode, you can find, not me, because I was busy or something, but Jason and Greg are talking about the Shades Apart record, and they have a lot to say about it, and um, while I'm here, I'm going to read you a list of our top-tier patrons. Billy Tennell, Brandon Gavell, Brian Skiffington, Brooklyn Cesar Falcon, Chad Keplinger, Cliche John, David Palmer, Dirk Focused, JPD2, John Cowell, Quiet Keith, Nate of Head to Wall fame, right next to Rob Moran, where he belongs, Ryan Walker, Tim Shear, Tyler from the fucking Life and Death Brigade, Siren Records, and Dollar Slice Bootlegs. Like I said, um, you can go to www. That's my email going off right now, fuck, sorry. Anyway, you know what to do, go to the website, check it out and then we will see you on the next episode bye bo.